and welcome to Who Sung It, an unofficial Mass Singer podcast. I'm Bradley Field. I am Michael Davis. And we're joining you belated after episode number one of season four of the U.S. version of The Mass Singer on Fox. And uh, it looks very, very interesting for a lot of different reasons. And we're bringing you this podcast to uh, talk it out and make some sense of everything. So we're going to have a weekly breakdown of clues and performances from The Mass Singer. A little bit about us. Uh, Michael, if you want to start... Okay. Uh, we started watching it the first season. It was something that our daughter thought looked interesting. We thought looked interesting as well. We've been, uh, we've watched several of the singing competitions over the years, especially the voice and some of the talent competitions. So this looked like a new and interesting twist on that, you know, going with celebrities, but not knowing who they were. So it's kind of like a blind audition, like the voice and the costumes and the theatrics of it, our daughter really keyed into, and it was a lot of fun for us to watch. And the first couple of weeks hooked us and season four, here we are still looking forward to every week of it, uh, trying our best to guess. And usually like Ken having absolutely no clue. (laughs) Uh, you mean you know exactly who this is, and it's almost always Jamie Foxx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, for my, or for our daughter, Jojo Siwa, who she, she will probably she was, st- right. she was right, but she will probably still keep guessing that. She also likes to say Elvis, and we have to remind her, no, <laughs> Elvis has left the building permanently. Well, we'll we'll talk about Elvis in a second. Um, for for my biggest whiff, it's related. Uh, yeah, similar story for uh, for my wife and I. Uh, Heather and I have watched all four now, all four seasons. Um, clearly, we like it enough that uh, a we're starting a podcast, and b Heather is letting me start a podcast. So that's how much she she enjoys it. She knows that uh, if I don't do this, it will just drive me crazy. So uh, yeah, we're I'm I'm excited. You're excited. A um, little bit more about ourselves, so just some background. Who, who's your favorite mask or performer from the past three seasons? Honestly, I know it sounds cliche, but Peacock from yes. season one. The, I mean, the opening act of the show came out this elaborate costume. They really hadn't previewed a lot about it like they did for this season. Everybody was kind of blind going in. We knew what the concept of the show was, but... You really didn't know, okay, how exactly is this going to work? And they come out, the greatest show for the song. I mean, if you're going to go big, go big from the start. And they did. And this over-the-top costume, obviously with Donny Osmond, seasoned, talented performer to fill that role. And I think, you know, he set the standard. He set the the whole attitude for everything else that would follow yeah, exactly. Per- perfect start to the whole show. Um, great choice by Fox to use their own song of uh, the greatest show from one of their biggest movies of the, of the year before uh, to, to start the thing. So I 100% agree. I, lo- I love the Peacock. I think my favorite might be a toss-up between the monster. I thought T-Pain was excellent. I love that he was able to vary his styles and still nail it and I think he was the perfect contestant because you never heard him sing out, like before this show like there were things on the internet and like we were able to find like there was a tiny desk thing from NPR from him and there was a, a national anthem and you oh this guy can sing but you just didn't connect it on a on a bass level because you never heard him not auto-tuned before the bad singer um, and so I thought he was really good and then I thought that Kitty was really good last season I think she got robbed like the fact that she wasn't she wasn't a finalist was she 
Like she get, she was no, down she like was right not. before, and I thought she was incredible. I thought the the costume was solid, not my favorite, but a solid costume. Um, and her play of the character. Yeah, and and she was another one that you know when it, you finally found out that it was Jackie Ivanko, like. I mean, granted, I didn't know who she was because this is the first singing show I've watched, really. We had watched her from Ameri- from the early America's Got Talent. Yeah, see, I had no, I had no clue who it was, um, which we'll talk about that in a second. But I think, um, I think she was incredible, and the fact that she was able to sing so many different genres other than what she had been singing helped her. Um, and it showcased her voice and stuff, so I thought, I thought she was great. Um, in the last three seasons, which has been your best, like, correct guess? The one that you're most proud of, like, I knew exactly who that was. It took a couple weeks into it, but banana. You know, at first, some of the clues, you know, the blue collar and stuff, I was kind of wanting to go one of the blue collar comedy guys. But then as I listened to the voice, thought about some of the clues and references, I was very quick on to and very strong on to Brett Michaels for that. Yeah. Um, the attitude, his performance, he had that rocker attitude. Blue Collar obviously was a lot there. The work ethic of not just Poison, but a lot of the bands from that time frame. And he they actually had a song that was a kind of a celebration of the working man with that. So that all tied back in. And again, somebody that I hated to see go because celebrated, storied career, has mm-hmm. done a lot in the music industry beyond just being the front man of Poison. Um, but again, you know, like I said, it took a couple of weeks, but once I was on it, I was like, that's who it is, that's who it is. And I'm glad that I did know for once exactly who that was. <laughs> I, I think my, I think the guest that I'm most proud of was actually Llama. Um, I mean, and he was only on, on the show for what, two weeks? Yes. And I knew it was Drew Carey for a couple of reasons. Number one, for me, it almost always comes down to the voice. And well, there's someone from this past week that, that kind of confirms that, especially when I hear someone go, oh, that's so-and-so, and then I look it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's whose voice it was. But I, I caught on that this was Drew Carey, A, from his voice on my own, but B, some of the clues, there were connections to Seattle. He's a part owner of the Seattle Sounders, which I'm a fan of, so that was an easy one. Um, there were several things about, um, there were some references to Who's Line, there were some references to, I mean, just every, everything that he's done, Price is Right, um, the actual Drew Carey show. Um, I was glad that I was able to, to nail that one. So. Well, and then also when he said, yo, I like to make th- something about making things go boom, I was like, hey, Drew Carey was in the Marines. They blow stuff up. And see, <laughs> I had made a different connection because I, I didn't, the only connection I knew of was because he was from Ohio. And he said something about going boom. And I was like, I think he's from Columbus and they have a hockey team. I'm a sports guy. They have a hockey team called the Blue Jackets that has a cannon that goes off during uh, after a, a goal. And so I was thinking like, is that a, like a Columbus, Ohio connection? And then I, we were talking about it, I think after that first week and like, Oh no, he was a Marine. Duh. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I, I will say I'm very proud of Heather. I, I want to say after the first, maybe the second episode, but I think the first episode she went, Oh, the monster, that's T-Pain. Like, how do you know? Really? It just sounds like T-Pain. Oh, Plus, there's this, there's this clue, and there's this clue, and it mentioned a boat, and, <laughs> and it was just se- several things kind of aligned, and then we start looking up, and like, oh, no, yeah, that's T-Pain. So, which, I, another thing about him, I think he's done, he's done something that I don't think anyone else has done. He took that character of the monster and turned it into promoting an album, like, the night that he won, and the album was, like, called Monster or something. Like, it was connected to his costume. 
And I don't think anyone else has done that, really. They, they haven't really capitalized on it on the show directly the way that he has. And I feel like that was super smart on his part. So, um, yeah. Now, th- those are the best correct guesses. What do you think your biggest whiff was in the last three years? I have several of these, by the way. <laughs> See, I had to dig back. A lot of those I tend to delete from my memory bank because yeah, well, uh, I'm not proud of them. But there's there have been a couple that, um, like, I'll say Panda. Um, well, you and I've not really had many whiffs. Um, it's just there's it's those people that I had zero clue on. Um, Eagle, yeah. I whiffed a little because I was wanting to think Howard Stern. It ended up being uh, Dr. Drew. So kind of in the same genre, same vein of who the person was. <laughs> but, you know, so that's not a whiff. You know, I, I made contact. Um, but it just you just fouled it off, really. <laughs> Yeah, I fouled that one off. Um, but like, but Panda, I had no clue. Uh, Lady, okay, Ladybug, Kelly Osbourne. Oh, uh, yes, um, that was my that, biggest whiff. Yeah, with well, the big thing was she did the southern accent for her voice. Even yeah. though they modulate the voice, she picked up a southern accent. So smart, and that really threw everything off. I don't think because everybody on the panel think. Britney and Jamie Lynn Spears were being thrown out because of the thick accent and stuff. I don't think anybody on the panel was ever close to her. And yeah, that I had again, I had nothing on that that I could come up with on my own. I was just kind of following the panel. And <laughs> nah. that's almost that, that is either the worst or best thing you can do is follow the panel, because otherwise, again, you think everyone's Jamie Foxx or or Weird Al or Neil Patrick Harris or uh, Bjork or. Or you you latch on it like this past week, spoiler, Busta Rhymes, like I wasn't 100 percent sure who it was. But then they started saying Busta Rhymes like that's who that is. Mm-hmm. And and that's something again, that's well. And again, have they worked with the panel? Because half the time, oh, I, I yeah, I knew this was so and so because I've worked with them or they're revealed and they, they say like to Robin, I've done three songs with you. How could you <laughs> not know who I was? You know? <laughs> But, well, you know, he had he had worked with Nicole and I think Nicole was kind of into that vein with him a little bit. You know, she was kind of on the bus to DMX with because the, they both have that kind of that gravel in their yeah. voice. But she, you know, she's worked with Busta with, um, you know, with um, with her group in the past. So, yeah, um, kind of jump ahead in our in our rundown a little bit. I think the first impressions guest thing that they're doing. Interesting twist, uh, as you've written down here. I if this is. Accurate. If this is actually going to show what they actually thought at the beginning, I think that'll be pretty uh, indicative of what kind of, not scripting, but how much they kind of fudge what they actually know. Mm-hmm. You know, because if if uh, Ken gets up getting, ends up getting like five of the 16 right and he didn't get any of them right to begin with, like publicly, but he, he like got them all right on the first right, then I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, well, your only hope for Ken to know you is that you're like a you relatively play basketball un- Duke. Yeah, <laughs> and are currently and are currently on the disabled list. Apparently, so you have time to do the show, you know. But. Well, and when the show when the show happened, that was everyone. Yeah, when, when well, they filmed true. this thing, when they filmed this thing, there were no athletes who were busy. So it was just a matter of okay, who can we book and make a costume for? So that I th- I think that's really opened things wide open for season four. Uh, yeah, my, my biggest whiff to go back to that was uh, the ladybug. Um, I was I was convinced that it was uh, Lisa Marie Presley uh, because if you look at that first clue package and I think some of the other ones too, like the initial slate of the ladybug, she's in front of like this light wall that looked a lot like the the 
like the lights that you see Elvis in front of that's like spelled out his name, Elvis, in big white letters. Um, there were several things in the initial clue package that pointed to Memphis particularly and Elvis specifically. Um, the br there was a bridge on that like game board thing, the pressure luck type game board thing that looked like the Hernando de Soto bridge. By the way, we're near Memphis. That's why my head is there and I'm from Tennessee. Yes. So that's, yes. that's to clarify, it's definitely selfish. But I was just thinking like, okay, there's gotta be a Memphis connection here because there's this, there's a dog in the in, in this thing, which ended up being from the Osborne show. Uh, but I was like, that's Hound Dog. That's, <laughs> that's gotta be Hound Dog. Um, the camera, on that scene had call letters for a radio station in Oregon that had a frequency of 90.1 and the area code here is 901. So I was thinking like, okay, well this is, it's gotta be someone from Memphis, right? <laughs> like the, the world revolves around me. So like, um, it just only made sense. Um, but in the end that does still connect back because Elvis, well, I mean not Elvis, sorry. Um, her dad, Ozzy, Ozzy has, an, has an arrest here. And for your hockey connection in his booking photo, he's wearing the St. Louis Blues jersey. So make of it what you will. But uh, Well, I, that's the problem is I didn't make anything of it at the time. So uh, my, my other big whiff was uh, Kitty. I was convinced that it was Elizabeth Berkeley, Elizabeth Berkeley from uh, Saved by the Bell. And you and had me Showgirl. convinced of that, sir. And, you and, had me convinced. Well, and you're welcome. But I, <laughs> there were several clues early on, like, um, and I, I think that they were intentionally pointing to Elizabeth Berkeley because she has two different colored eyes, which the kitty mask had. Um, and they never actually mentioned Elizabeth Berkeley as a guest. And she was like the only uh, celebrity that I like, looked up that had two different colored eyes that they didn't mention. So like, oh, it's got to be her. Um, the set... The, the screen behind her during her first song looked almost exactly like the set from Elizabeth Berkley's one of her performances on Dancing with the Stars. Like there's some columns or some lights or something that looked ex almost exactly the same. Um, she mentioned being so excited, so excited several times. So it's like, okay, well, they're pointing to Elizabeth Berkeley, but none of the panelists are biting on it. So it's either a massive whiff on the panelist part, or it's a massive whiff on the uh, on on my part for like just biting onto it and holding on. So anyway, that was a that was a pain for me. Well, that's enough about us. <laughs> um, yeah, so season four started on Wednesday. General thoughts on it. Uh, let, let's start with like the, the lack of audience for, for starters. Uh, definitely different circumstances for this season. Um, they started coming out on a, on a virtual stage and then all of a sudden they were back in the studio. Um, I feel like that might have been a way of resetting our minds to think like, okay, now we're, quote, back to normal. And so when they start superimposing old audiences and digital audiences like they were doing, like like Fox was doing for baseball games a couple months ago. <laughs> um, I think that was a way of resetting us and going, oh, this looks normal now. And uh, to, to, to kind of get us out of this uncanny valley type of yes. mentality. But what, what were your thoughts on it? I was fully prepared for, like we've seen, you know, some of the other entertainment shows do where you've got, you know, people watching via telecast you know a private telecast yeah. you know like a webcast or something like that with their faces on monitors um i think you and i discussed a, a way that they could have done the voting for it. you know they those people are watching as it's recorded they take their vote but then before the results are revealed to the judging panel in studio you would cut that feed off and stuff like that so i, I feel like they didn't they, and i think that's what they did because they had to have some sort of vote and they referenced having a kind of a zoom audience at one point but yeah, I think they had them as they, they talked about the super fans. So, yeah. 
Um, that, of which we were not in, of which we were not included. We have a podcast now, sir. Anyway, continue. Well, so that means for season five, <laughs> Fox, hello. Yep. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's, I agree. They're trying to make it seem like it was in the past. They're trying to make it seem normal. This is, we're doing what we do. And it's, you know, mixed, mixed bag of feelings about that. You know, part yeah. of it says, hey, thank you. That do, does make me feel normal. The other part is, gosh, you guys are really trying too hard. Just accept what it is for now. But, you know. I love the show. That's not what it's about for me. It's about the performances and the performances are back. So let's go. Well, and I've always wondered how they actually kept a lid on um, on some of the reveals. Because every reveal, they've they've had an audience like there enjoying the encore performance and everything. Like I don't know how they keep all those people under NDAs. For that long, because I mean, this this show did not get was not shot last week, you know. Correct. Uh, so I've always wondered how they do that. And so I've always had this conspiracy theory of like, d- do they just do all the reveals at once with like one set of audience or something? Hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Like, there's, but then they they reference like, oh, we didn't know Lil Wayne or what? I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. I, I think they've generally done a good job with the lack of real audience. Um, I think. The way they've been, I mean, they've always massaged these sort of, sort of shows with canned laughter and cl- canned applause anyway. So I feel like they've gotten enough practice more so than like Major League Baseball has, for example. Um, Correct. So uh, another change for this show, for this season, we mentioned the first impressions. Uh, any other thoughts on that? I think I think it's interesting, to say the least. Right. I think it does put a little more pressure on the judges to kind of think a little bit more critically from the start, you know, and yeah. um, it, it gives the judges, you know, because it's all they've always kind of unofficially kept. Oh, well, Jenny, I, well, I've gotten three right this season and Robin, you've only got two or whatever. And I think now it's it gives them kind of a little bit more of a bragging right. And, it, you know, it's just one of those you have to do something different with these shows to to keep an interest in it. And, and I think. I think it's definitely it's a valid addition to it. It's not it's not overly cheesy or anything like that. It's something that it makes sense for it to be done. Yeah, I, I've always thought that uh, I've always thought it'd be interesting if they like kept score of who got the most right. And this is actually the most objective way of doing it, because a lot of times, you know, Jenny will say someone in week two and then she'll talk herself out of it in week four. And then she might double back to it or Nicole might take it or. <laughs> just do whatever. So I, right. I think this is a good way of getting like, okay, lock it in. Who do you think it is? Even if it's after just the first song. So um, week one of season four, this is group A, had the sun, the giraffe, popcorn, dragon, and snow owls. Uh, as we said, spoiler alert, the dragon was Busta Rhymes. So we're not going to speculate about him. But let, let's start with the dragon, uh, about his performance in general. Um, very... I felt even going back to the the sneak peek show that it was somebody with a they definitely were giving that hip hop or rap artist vibe. I was honestly I was hoping for somebody with a little bit more of a Wu-Tang Clan connection because they've got a lot. They've used a lot of martial arts imagery in their albums, in their artistry over the years. So I was really thinking, okay, it's going to be a Method Man or a Red Man. It's going to be somebody with that really strong Wu-Tang connection. And while it wasn't with that, we did still have that strong hip hop. Um, Definitely, you know, he has one of those voices that it's hard to hide. He came out strong. I felt... 
I felt he did a great job with the song. Um, it was a perfect song for him to do as that, especially with the, the tone of his voice, the tone of that song. Um, he was able to get that aggressiveness into it and kind of bring a little bit of an edge to it. Um, I think maybe a little bit more so of an edge than LL Cool J originally had. So strong performance. It's, but it's like I told my wife, I said, when you were voted off, you're not voted as the worst. You were just the least favorite. I said, they're not saying he was bad. He was just not liked the most. So I think it'll be interesting this year because because last year or last season, Frog kind of carried his game by rapping slash sing talking, but mainly just being a hype man. And so he would win over the crowd based on performance alone, not so much the, being the mass singer, but the mass performer. Um which is I, I've both loved and hated about this show. I, I like the singing portion of it as the mass singer. I mean, granted, there's no real prize for this show. Like, there's a trophy, but there's no like you know it's ego. prize or anything. It's it's all ego. So it's not a huge deal that it's based on just like you know who do you like the best and which one was the best performance rather than who was the best masked singer. Um, but yeah, I I, I I tend to agree with the when you said there was a hip hop vibe. One thing I noticed is he talked a lot with his hands. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the initial sneak peek, and the, I wrote that down, and I thought that kind of uh, validated the whole hip-hop vibe thing as, as well. Uh, but I'll be interested to see how, how some other performers do with um, having no audience to hype up, having basically you know a, a Black Mirror situation uh, with, <laughs> with a fake audience behind <laughs> four panelists. So, um, But he, he's probably, though, the one contestant happiest to go home in week one because what was it they said that head weighed like 12 pounds i'm con- no, I mean, i'm convinced that they have like contracts with these with these people that go like hey i'd love to do this but like man i've only got like one week like like shaka khan's got a tour to get to like <laughs> well I, I, you convinced. can't say that this year bradley you can't true. say that this year true but i'm, but I, I'm, con- I'm convinced with some previous seasons that they've got some little backroom deals of like man i would love to do this show once Mm-hmm. But I don't have a lot of time. Like Lil Wayne wants to do this for his kids, but like you know, Christmas is coming up soon anyway. I've, I've, I've got a, I've, you know, I, there are other gifts that I can give. Um, so, but may, he's probably the one contestant physically that could carry that costume. True. Though. True. Well, we'll never know. I thought he, was, I thought he was great. I didn't think he was the weakest performance of the of the five, but we'll we'll get to that later. Um, be interesting to see if you and I have the same thought because we have not talked about that yet. We have not. We talked about basically everything else. Uh, let's go to the sun. Let's let's read her clue from the sneak peek first. Quote, if you're trying to figure out who I am, here's a hint. The sun knows how to shine like a torch even during the freezing winter. America, my identity will never dawn on you. If you try to guess me, you'll just get sunburned. Now, a lot of this is just puns. Um, initial thoughts from the sneak peek. I think you and I have talked about this just, just from that clue alone from the, the from the first show or from the I'm going to call it episode zero of this season. They had referenced early on that, hey, we've got an Olympic athlete. I don't know if they had said Olympic gold medal winner, but just an Olympian. And the sun knows how to shine like a torch even during the winter. Yeah. What connects torch and winter? The Winter Olympics. So I think, you know, in a gold costume well and then this week one of her clues was uh bold and gold um traveling at light speed so a a couple of things that kind of insinuate oh i've won some stuff in in a Mm -hmm. a particular cold weather four-year event 
that that involves rapid velocity. So my thoughts on this, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say this. My initial thought was Lindsay Vaughn because um, she looked fairly tall in the initial sneak peek. I thought she had like, frankly, skiers legs. Um, mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, she's she, I, don't, I forget if she's retired or not, but she's a gold medalist. Um, and I was just bracing myself again, big hockey fan. I was bracing myself for some clues about being connected to hockey because she's engaged to PK Subban, who's a, a defenseman for the New Jersey Devils, formerly the Predators. Um, so I was fully convinced that we were going to hear like Lindsey Vaughn. And then that sneak, the uh, the the ad for this past week came out, and we heard her voice, and I went, "That's not Lindsey Vaughn. No, <laughs> that is a trained singer." Um, yes. So any other thoughts before we go to what was actually said this week? Um, I had really, other than Olympics, and I wasn't putting a name with it, but when you said that, it was just kind of like, yeah, I could buy into that. Let me think about it because uh, she does, what, downhill skiing? So that would have definitely been the traveling at light speed. Yes, they had, yeah. they attain a high velocity. So it was one of those that I couldn't think of a name, but when you said that, I was like, yeah, I could I could see that. I could see that. Well, she's blonde. I mean, there's a couple of ways you could yeah. connect to a, a son. But but then week one happened. Uh, her clue package mentioned uh, gold member. It, it featured a Mickey Mouse head. It featured a Jaguar. Um, really? There was a Mickey head in there? I never picked up on that for some yeah, it was, reason. I mean, you can't be that overt about it with um, <laughs> with it being on Fox instead of being on, on a, a, a Disney network. Um, yeah. Although, I guess they own Fox? No, whatever. Who cares? Um, <laughs> hey, her, the her, Simpsons are on Disney Plus. Yeah, Hashtag we, promo. <laughs> Marge, yes. Marge Simpson, Lee, uh, Disney princess. Um, so her, <laughs> her song this week was, uh, first of all, a perfect song selection. For this, for this singer, Cause I Love You by Lizzo. A great song in general, but this song gave this singer a, a chance to kind of rap a little bit and then belt out some stuff and then it gave a little bit of a tone that I think tipped off who she was in my, in my view. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on her performance? It took me a second to realize, but acapella and yeah. in any singing competition, that takes a lot of nerve, that takes a lot of guts. You have to be 100% prepared because there's no there's no music that can be brought up just a couple of levels if you have a moment of faltering or something like that. It is everything is on you. If you're going to miss a note, it's not buried by something else. If you miss a beat, if you drop something in the singing, it is 100% on display. So to have the nerve, to have the courage to do mm-hmm. that showed somebody that was very confident. And again, like you said, as soon as that voice started, you knew this is a professional. This is somebody who has been in the industry for a significant period of time, has had training and hopefully has plenty of awards. Yeah. Which the person who I'm thinking of only has two Grammys, which was surprising when I really got down to it, considering how long this person has been performing. Um, a very strong start to the season. I really appreciate that they started with this person and with this song. I'll go ahead and tell you my almost, I'm almost dead set on this guess. Well, first of all, the judges said Catherine McPhee was Nicole's, Demi Lovato was what Jenny said, and then uh, Ken said Madonna because of course he did. Um, my, my guess is uh, the incomparable Leanne Rimes is my guess. Um, I did see someone maybe tweet this or something. I honestly don't remember. Um, but once you hear it, you can't unhear it. 
just seriously go listen to Leanne Rhymes and then listen to this performance again. Uh, to go through the clues, the Mickey Mouse head, her she she made a concert TV. I think this was maybe her national TV like debut concert wise was a special from Disneyland in June 1997. Uh, the Jaguar was a reference to a children's book that she wrote called Jag. Um, doing some other reading, apparently she's dealt with depression and stuff, and that that fits along with her clue package of going through seasons and uh, ups and downs and all this sort of stuff. I, I'm almost 99% sure that it's Leanne Rhymes. Initially, my thought was because, you know, when they threw the Mickey head up there, yes, I did see it, people. I'm not that oblivious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but when they threw that Mickey head up there, and there, I thought back to those references to Frozen from the first week, and I was like, okay, this could go one of two ways with that. I'm going to have to hear the voice. And when the voice came in, I knew it was a professional, but I said, that's not Adina Menzel unless she's really throwing it. So for me, I went more to Kristen Bell um, from because, you know, what is she famous from? You know, Frozen, which is one of Disney's biggest money machines as of late. And folks, I have two daughters, one of whom is eight years old. She was in the prime range for that. I want to let it go, be let go sometimes. But, you know, so I, I kind of I'm kind of in that Kristen Bell. Um, I need to look at more some of the clues to maybe kind of tie some of that other stuff to it. But oh, I, I missed a clue. Sorry. Uh, the Winter Olympics tie in. Which I think this was again, you, you start saying frozen, 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 and you're misdirected to Disney. But in 2002, uh, Leanne Rhymes released a song called Light the Fire Within, which she also sang at the uh, 2002 Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City. Okay. I, I feel like that just locks it down because you have the, the Winter Olympics connection, you have the Mickey head, you have the Jaguar, you have the voice. I, I mean, I won't be convinced that it's not Leanne Rhymes until probably the mask comes off, frankly. And look, we know they can throw us some red herrings. I'm not saying you're wrong. I think you've got oh. a good chance. Um, I'm just not 100% on it yet, but that doesn't mean I won't go there, so... Sidebar, I was going to save this for later, but if I were ever on this show, my mask would be a literal red herring. <laughs> like the fact that that hasn't happened yet as a mask is just dumbfounding. But anyway, uh, yeah, they're really they're really good at that. And I usually fall for it. So I I'm prepared to be wrong, but um, I'm not going to admit it until much, much later. So any, any other thoughts on the sun? Um, can we talk costume for a minute? Sure. For me... I'm going to be honest, this was my least favorite costume of the week. Mm. It, because it was just so monochrome. It was, which I mean, I know the sun is, but it was gold. <laughs> and the little halo headpiece thing was just kind of floppy yeah. and, dis and distract. That was kind of distracting to me. If they, I think if they had gone, I think that's my biggest complaint is whatever that little random loop of wire around it was i think if they'd left that off i would have had a much better impression of the costume but my eye kept being drawn to that thing flopping around up there and i was just like yeah somebody run out there with some tin snips and cut that thing off please well that's not necessary it's definitely a painted hula hoop so that's not totally necessary but um <laughs> i i agree i think the the halo that she has is unnecessary i wouldn't call it my least favorite costume maybe my least favorite costume of the week um, or of the group, but I'm not sure it's my least favorite across them all. Um, 
I will say when I first saw the mask, I thought it was upside down because there's so much detail in the forehead and then there's nothing in the mouth area. And I know it's because they have to put some sort of mesh for her to sing through or at least breathe yes. through. Um, yes. But it, it was like from far away, it was just like, oh, why is her why is her smile on the top of her, fe- her head? That's kind of weird. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I wasn't totally down on it. But, yeah, you can get rid of the halo. I'm, I'm over yeah. the halo. Um, I will say another thing about her set, she had, well, it wasn't her, but her, her set had a digital sun above her. And I will say, I think, I think the addition of the virtual, like altered reality, um, graphics instead of having just hard set pieces is interesting because you can do that now because the only people who are there to not see it are the panel and the crew. And they could do, they can do that. The giraffe had like floating, um, frames and stuff like all, all the stuff they're superimposing in. I think mm-hmm. adds a lot that would be kind of goofy if it weren't real under normal circumstances. So another positive in my mind of doing the production a little differently. Um, speaking of the giraffe, giraffe thoughts on the giraffe. Deceiving costume, deceiving a lot of things. You think it's one of those costumes that you see and you're like, oh, this person is really is going to be really super tall, which, again, if you're making trying to make that Olympics reference to this season, Michael Phelps will be a big go on that right away because he's one of the tallest Olympians in recent history. But once they walk out and stand by Nick, and this is something that you and I have talked about in our conversations on the show over the year is compare them to Nick and I think he's what six six one somewhere in there yeah I, I usually think like an like a general six foot it depends mm-hmm. on how tall his heels are frankly yes sometimes Which, he comes out in some glittery platforms but yeah but I don't think he was I think he was just in fairly normal shoes this week yeah. I didn't even notice if there was glitter or not um, <laughs> <laughs> then there wasn't if you didn't notice then there wasn't <laughs> hey there was no turban this week I don't think either so that, that too um, but when they were standing beside Nick, I noticed there's the giraffe's shoulders were at maybe just a touch below Nick's. Yeah. So I think they're using this costume to try and try and hide that height on the, you know, it's somebody that you're going to try and think of those taller people, but it's not. I think this is somebody of average height of Nick Cannonish height. I think um, I think the giraffe is a great example, A, of misdirection with the actual costume, but also with the clues. Uh, but in this case, the clues don't make a ton of sense, and I'll tell you why. So the sneak peek blurb was, if you're looking for a hint to my identity, you should know that I share something in common with a powerful giant. America trying to figure out my identity is going to be a real pain in the neck, and which A, doesn't tell you a ton. And then there was another reference of giraffes never stop walking tall. Now. Two weeks ago, when we didn't hear his voice and we didn't see him next to Nick or anything, I hear walking tall and I hear something involving a giant. And I'm thinking, okay, so he's a wrestler and his name is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But then you look at him and you go, no. (laughs) Slender frame, too. Not not a muscular frame at all. That that is not Dwayne's frame, even at that height. So I was thinking, like, if you connect with a powerful giant, there are several directions you could go. Again, sports brain going off. Um... A powerful giant could be Eli Manning. Is this Peyton? A uh, powerful giant could be, you know, Barry Bond. I mean, B- Barry Zito was on the show, and he was a giant for a minute, a San Francisco giant for a minute. So it could be anyone connected to those teams. It could be, um, who knows? Th- this one's an enigma for me. Mm-hmm. And and I will say again, I know I'm I'm athlete brain here, but I think this might be the most likely to be an athlete of the sixteen. 
at least oh, going at least into the ones we've seen so far. Yes. I think of the full group just based on yeah. the sneak peek episode. I, I think this is the most likely to be an athlete, but who knows? Yeah. Um, going to his performance. I thought he had decent stage presence considering that he had like three feet of, of mask on top of his shoulders. Um, his clue package include a roller coaster career, uh, an apple and a tomato being being thrown at him, uh, being in knots. And then the bell game was a had a three dollar sign on it. Didn't know if that meant anything or not. Uh, and his song was Let's Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas. So thoughts on Giraffe? If you're going to use that song, put them as the first performer out. And make sure they're better. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was, I mean, I didn't think he was like just hot garbage. I don't think he was like Gronk level bad, but. No, I, no, not at all. I thought, is that, so is that going to be our new definition of bad is this is another Gronk? <laughs> in this context, yes. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> in the context of a, of a reality singing show, yes. What, how was he on a scale of one to Gronk? How terrible was he? Um, I, I think he was the weakest of the, of the, of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he should have gone home based compared to the dragon for sure. I thought the dragon was, was solid compared to this guy. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, he's not a classically trained singer. He was eh, okay. Rapper hip hop. I thought he was maybe a touch slow, which might've been just a, a, a factor of being a lot, li- a live ish show wearing headgear. Um, mm-hmm. the, the guesses from the panel were Travis Barker from Jenny and vanilla ice from, from Robin. And there's probably somebody else too. Vanilla Ice wouldn't surprise me. And that would but. definitely tie in with your roller coaster career clue. Yeah. He's definitely had ups and downs. And he's honestly, oh, he's trending back up a little now in the but not in the music game, in the home renovation. Really? Yes, he's he's had like a home renovation show on like HG or one of those networks or something. Yes. Like flip renovating and flipping houses and stuff, yes. Huh. So if, if there is a house renovation clue, I'm going all in on um, Mr. Robert Van Winkle, which is, I believe his original <laughs> name. Um, but, um, but no, okay. I, I, I was, I was picking up some of that rapper hip hop vibe. To me, there was a, there was a good flow with their voice in with that. I did think they got a bit winded at the end of their performance. But again, like yeah. you said, is, you know, this is a costume that it's going to, even if it's made of somewhat lightweight materials, just to keep the balance of it, that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a lot to keep and not fall over with. So mm-hmm. um, did it, did the windedness at the end come from them not being a classically trained or, well, I mean, I think some of your, I don't know if you would call Travis Barker or Vanilla Ice classically trained, but they're experienced performers. They would normally be able to keep up. Is But is that due to they don't have experience performing with this or they're an experienced performer, but it's just the sheer managing the bulk and height and balance of that costume. Yeah. And I think being winded might be the only reason why I don't think it's an athlete um, or at least not a recently retired one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, if it's someone, if it's a Peyton Manning, it's, it's not, but if it's a Peyton Manning, then yeah, well, you know, the, the height there, cause Peyton Manning is a, he's is, fairly tall. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's definitely taller than, than Nick Cannon. So, yeah. I don't know. Giraffe didn't impress me. We'll we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Cool. Popcorn. Uh, let's go ahead and read her clue right quick. Uh, mirror, mirror on the wall. What makes me the biggest miracle of all? America, you're not going to know who I am until the credits roll in the final episode. And when I'm unmasked, your brains are going to pop. That really didn't tell us anything. Yeah. Um, she's dainty. Mm-hmm. Um, she was good. 
I think, oh. I think she's uh, appropriately the word they use. Not, I don't think they used it this week, but the word they would use for this kind of performer is seasoned. And the fact that they didn't refer to this popcorn as seasoned is kind of irritating. Yes. Like you had the perfect <laughs> situation to refer to someone as seasoned and it'd be mm-hmm. the perfect pun. The perfect pun. But um, I know who you think it is. The, the Well, let's talk about initial impressions from week one from the yeah. sneak peek show. Sure. Um, again, my initial thought from that was this could be the Olympian. Red, yeah. white, and blue costume with gold details. Hmm, you it's, know? And and in dainty frame, you're thinking like, I mean, not dainty, and, and but smaller in stature, like, okay, gymnast, it's Simone Biles. Or, or like well, that. or with the miracle, or the, the big miracle. reference to miracle, Carrie Strug. Yeah. Dainty frame, gymnast, Olympics, pulling out that miracle performance on, you know, landing that vault on a bum ankle. Boom. You know? True. And, but again, they hit those, that first note of that song and it was like sun. They hit that first (laughs) note and if this is an Olympian, they need to, they need to get a contract for an album now. They need to pivot. (laughs) They need to pivot real quick. (laughs) Pivot! Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was a solid performance. What About Us by Pink. Um, mobile. Great song. Great song. Great song. Perfectly chosen for this person. Um, great stage And again, well, let me, let me, Go. something about these song choices is a lot of people have seen the Black Eyed Peas, you know, going back to draft, let's get it started. I mean, the Black Eyed Peas, they are a good group. They've got a good sound and stuff like that. But when you take a song like with somebody who has a voice like Pink and What About Us is one of her top songs, you, she has set a bar high on that. Yeah. And, to try and tackle that, you've got to have you you got to know you got to have the chutzpah. You've got to be you know that you've got to be able to live up to that the standard of that song. True, and I, I think she did. Um, oh, the, the the guesses were uh, Mary J. Blige by Nicole. Uh, Jenny said Tina Turner, and then Ken of course said Carol Baskin because why not? Uh, of course there was there was a tiger there was a tiger in the in the clue package so of course I've got a feeling tigers are going to be interjected in probably at least one clue package a week. Yeah, probably to try and throw to try and throw the red herrings onto something related somehow to Tiger King. So. Of course, I mean why not? A lot of weird yeah. things in this in this clue package. Uh, the obnoxious Long Island accent, by the way. Obnoxious. Yes. I, I, I'm very certain that it's fake. Yes. I think that's another misdirection, sort of like um, uh, Kelly Osborne was. Yes, with her, I was so. about to say we're getting Kellyed here. Yeah, so I, I think that's a misdirect. Um, built a career around love. There was a, a meatloaf and a snake. Um, that didn't mean anything to me. Then there was one clue that did kind of punch me in the face, and that was the uh, proud merry-go-round. Yes. And, of course, you think that this is... I'm sorry. Three vote, three notes into the song, I turned to my wife and I said, "This is Tina Turner." Those are Tina's. That's Tina's voice. Those are Tina's legs. That's yes, Tina, that's Tina's pension for um, uh, squatting on the stage and yes. singing at whoever's on the front row, whether they're there or not. Yes, um, I'm with yeah, you. And if that if that's who you are as a performer, if that's what you, and that's the thing with some of these performers is they have a mannerism or something like that. And this is something, you know, Nick has said that, you know, I've worked with this person before. They've got this little quirk or mannerism that they do, especially around me. And you did it without thinking. And I need, you know, if you're a professional performer, you're going to have things you do that have just become part of who you are. And that's hard. 
you you can change your voice a little. You can do other things a little. You can change your speaking voice, but you can't change that performance personality. And like it, I've wanted, I've heard people before that have said, yeah, that could be Tina Turner. It's kind of, but this one, I turned them off. I said, this is her. I'm all in. I'm down. This is, I've got two this week that I am all in on and I'm going to ride that horse to the end and <laughs> hopefully not be wrong on either one. And this is one of them. Popcorn, Tina Turner, book it, take it to Vegas. <laughs> I I think it's a, a very good chance it's Tina Turner. Um, she was excellent. I, I know they're doing their group play this time. Are they doing like top three out of each group? They haven't really said. No, they haven't said yet. But okay. and again, you said the Long Island accent. You know, she is from Nutbush, Tennessee, right outside the Memphis area. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Long Island accent, what, what I think, like like with Kelly Osbourne, she's trying to throw people with that. You know, trying to make herself because if she talked with her regular accent from around the Memphis area, people would definitely be in on that. But I'm sorry, Tina, if you're listening to this. You've got a wonderful voice. You have a signature voice, and you can't change that. Yeah, she's not listening. Oh, I know, but you know, <laughs> just in case. Well, we'll we'll put it on Twitter and tag her or something. I don't know. Is she on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, pop, popcorn was uh, was popping. I, I think I think she was. I think Sun really? was the strongest, and I think popcorn really? might have been like one B. Okay. Oh, were you were you recognizing the fact that I did a pun just then? That I made a pun. Get used to it, folks. Yes, y- yes Robin, yes. <laughs> it's a mass singer situation. I don't know if you knew this or not. We are, uh, it, it, it's, it's time for some puns. Uh, Snow Owls. Um, let's read their clue right quick. From the sneak peek, you can try to figure out who we are, but as for who is more talented, it's a tie. America, who, who are we? Your heads will spin trying to figure us out. So my initial, my, my initial thought was, okay, um, who's going to make the first who pun on this show where it's like, who could it be? Like the entire show. And uh, they did it first. And then I think three other people did it in week one. And I, I, it's, it's a good thing I don't drink because I would try to turn this into a drinking game. <laughs> and you would be dead. I, I, would, I would die. Yes. Um, so anyway, Snow Owls. I thought they were solid. Um, Definitely. The, the first two person costume that we've seen on the show. Which is interesting. I don't know if it's the best thing ever, but it's interesting. Um, there was a barn in the clue, so that could use that for whatever. Um, takes true to make a dream come true. What other notes? There was there. Okay, there was a pearl and a rose in the week one uh, clue package. There was haven't seen us together in a while, mentioning a family reunion. Um, the one owl called the other one said, "Oh brother." Uh, there were signs that said Magnolia and Coral Canyon. And then their song was Say Something it's Chip by... It's Chip and Joanna Gaines. I've seen that. I've seen people say that. <laughs> oh, really? Um, I have, see, I haven't looked at that. And you said that, and I was just like, hey. <laughs> yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned Vanilla Ice doing home renovation. I'm like, uh, <laughs> hold on. Hey, Barnwood. I mean, you could reclaim the Barnwood, make like a nice ship lap. Anyway, um, they sounded... The sliding very, doors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, good old barn doors. Um, say Something by Great Big World sounded pretty country. Um, mm-hmm. This was the only performance that made Nicole cry, so that's um, one for the year. Uh, guesses were Vince Gill and Amy Grant by Robin, Donnie and Marie by Jenny, which I think that'd be pretty pretty gutsy to bring back Donnie. You know, three seasons removed, 
I mean, I'm not, I'm not into that. Um, no. And then Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara were what Ken said, which I think that was purely based on there being two people and they had a rose on their thing, which I don't know if you, do you watch the, the show they're on? Um, no. Okay. Well, they, they, they play a couple named um, Johnny and Moira Rose. And granted, they can both sing fairly well, but they can't sing that well. And they can't sing. They're both Canadians, so they're not going to sing with country accents like that. Um, at, at least not. They're not from that part of Canada. Anyway, um, so it's, it's not them. What, what are your thoughts? Are you ready for this? I see your notes, so yes. Okay. So <laughs> we're watching it, and I'm thinking, you know, th- this is definitely a couple they've They've done a lot together. They've got a deep connection. They've got a history together in the music industry. I'm kind of hearing that country vibe and trying to pin who it is. Robin says Vince Gill and Amy Grant. I'm like, yeah, but the voice, that's not Amy's voice. The wife and I are talking. We rewind it. We play it again, and we both look at each other, and we go, and folks, I'm going in on this one, Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood. She has that little bit of the rasp to mm-hmm. her voice that Amy does not, and that was kind of coming through. Also, I think Garth has a little bit of practice in throwing his voice, especially in a professional setting. Mine must we reference the Chris Gaines era of his career. <laughs> Haven't seen us in a while. Family reunion. Garth and Trisha have a Christmas album that is called Christmas Together. They also, as I looked into discographies for these two individuals, um, uh, Garth had an album called Scarecrow that has a song on it that is a duet performance with Trisha Yearwood that is called Squeeze Me In. (laughs) Notice that we have a duet performance. It is not, they are not both out freely moving around. They are squeezed into the nest together. I'm going Garth and Trisha. Okay. Sorry. I, <laughs> um, I, I think it's th- this is one of the most. This is one of the ones that I've done the most research. I've actually done a little bit more research on them than any other. And you know, finding that stuff out, I was like, if these are red herrings, they're the biggest ones in the world. But I'm taking them hook, line, and sinker, folks. Um, I'm I'm looking a little bit on Garth Brooks's Wikipedia, which is the number one thing I look at for. Um, for this type of thing. Um, so there was a pearl in the, in the clue package. Uh, in 2005, Garth Brooks ended association with Capitol Records and established his own record label, Pearl Records. Um, he has a daughter, let's see. Brooks married songwriter Sandy Mall in 86, had three daughters, one named Taylor Maine Pearl. So I, I, I think that's probably a, um, a clue there that, that points to Garth. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like 60% of the way there. I think I have to hear them again. But um, I, I'm, I'm, right now I'm 100% there and probably totally wrong knowing my track record of that. But hey, but, yeah. but, you have, but you have we have you on the record. So when you are yes. right or wrong, we can say definitively eh, there's a podcast. Yeah. And I, it's, you know tying these it's not just a gut feeling it was actually looking and you know finding some but when i saw that when i was going through his discography on wikipedia as you said and i saw <laughs> that one album squeeze me in duet with trisha yearwood hmm folks you think yeah so I, I i can get with that i need to hear them again i need to hear a different song i need to hear a more upbeat song for garth especially yes um 
and maybe not. They also they also made reference to him being a bit more of a prankster of the two, and I, I could definitely see that personality wise. Yeah. Oh, he definitely is. I could see that. All right. Well, that, that I don't see I don't see that for Vince Gill. I mean, I think I think Vince Gill is a prankster, but I think I think Garth would be a little more on stage, outgoing, pecking at Nick Cannon type style. Yes. I thought it was interesting that I think Ken like cued in on that and said, oh, that's definitely Donnie because he used to peck at Nick all the time. I'm like, oh, that's a really weak reason <laughs> for that. But OK, but that's Ken. Gotta love him. Yep. All right. Well, the Snow Owls were solid. Um, I think we're ranking the five of the week. I, in my estimation, I think it was Sun, Popcorn, Snow Owls, Dragon, Giraffe, in my estimation. Yeah. But. Um, yes. Yeah. And that's interesting, though, that you have Dragon as, you know, kind of the bottom two on that. Um, but again, yeah, I, I was thinking it would have been Giraffe that would have gone home. I, it was yeah. a surprise to me, too, for Dragon on that. So, yeah. But solid first week. Uh, let's talk about the other 11 on here. So th- they've, they've broken into groups. Group B, you have Crocodile, Baby Alien, whatchamacallit, Serpent, Seahorse, and Gremlin. Uh, we're not going to go through them as, as deeply as we did previously, but any, any thoughts on, let's start with the Crocodile. Um, I noticed you've got a note on here. I'll let you bring that out. And I think if you don't touch on it with your note, I've got a connection on that that you may already have. Okay. But again, yeah, it's a man. And I will say this, it was going back to the week one episode, seeing some of the work on the costumes was, was really good to see, you know, to see that this is something that an effort is put into oh, and yeah. a lot of work. And, but that also sometimes the costume kind of hides once it's up on stage, but to see some of the back part of it, you could say, Oh, that's going to be a female or that's going to be a man based on some of the styling of the underparts of the costume before the, before all the outside embellishments got put on. With the lone exception being baby alien, because of course. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really like crocodile's costume. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, I'm getting a lot of Elton John vibe. I'm getting, um, obviously flamboyant pink boa crocodile rock. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think there is a, it's at least someone who likes Elton John or at least the designer of the costume did one of the two. Um, I, I think you're referring to my, uh, guess of Taryn Egerton. The Welsh who actor had, who played Elton John in Rocket Man, and by the way, excellent movie. Yes. Um, I, and Elton John also was in one of the Kingsman Circle movies. That's right. Was there something to do with keys in that mo- in those movies that I'm, I'm forgetting about? Because there was something about a special set of keys reversed my game forever. Um, in in the initial clue well, for him. What what is Elton John's signature instrument? Uh, the, the oboe, I believe. Ken, sit down. <laughs> it's Bjork. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, but the thing, but the thing is, like, Taryn Egerton was getting work and was doing good work before mm-hmm. Elton John. So I feel like it, it's something to something different than the Elton John. But, but is that something though that's given that it's given his career a a boost, maybe a boost, maybe, you know, yeah. or that you know he kind of played that jockish action hero type um in you know in some of his earlier movies and now he's and now he's in biopics about elton john 
about, well, a, a musical biopic. And, hey, yeah. this guy can carry more than uh, a summer action type movie. He can carry a serious dramatic role that relies on more than, you know, witty puns and shooting stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I'm interested to see Crocodile, that's for sure. Um, yes. Baby Alien. We don't know if this is a male or female, probably male. Um, looked like a shorter person. Like not not super huge person. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a puppet. The only real clue there was was look to the stars, and then there was a, a number five in the stars. So that could be mm-hmm. like anything. Like that could be absolutely anything. Um, yeah. So, so the only real obvious answer five time Pro Bowl appearance. You know, this could be our athlete. Yeah. <laughs> or you know, five Tony Awards or something. I don't know, but yeah, who knows? But. Uh, other than saying that it's Jeff Dunham and, and just going away, I don't know who, who it could be. Um, maybe someone who won five Emmys with Sesame Street. Maybe it was someone who was on uh, was Avenue like, Q. Yeah, Avenue Q. Which I didn't. I, I looked at their Broadway cast listing. I couldn't find anybody that would fit the profile of the show, um, unless I'm just completely have a massive blind spot. But I don't know. That one might be my least favorite costume as well, just because it's so like profoundly weird. I, I don't know how you're going to how, how you're going to perform. When you're basically wearing your own set. Yes. Plus, plus it's kind of a baby Yoda, like, eh, look what we got type of thing. Yeah. And just eh, whatever. Yeah. The, the person is not going to be able, whoever's in the costume is not going to be able to bring their personality forward, which, you know, and again, going back to last season, Frog and, you know, White Tiger and Frog brought a ton of personality and that carried them for several weeks farther, maybe than more talented performers. Yeah. Um, this one, it's not going to, it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible to do that. It's, it's going to be somebody who has to have just the best singing chops ever for this show. I think to, to carry them forward. True. Well, that's baby alien. Um, whatchamacallit, big blue hairy thing. Um, not super impressed with this costume either. I don't know how you're supposed to like see in this costume. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Frankly, I, I don't know how you do that. Internal uh, camera and screen or camera and internal screen. Go big bird style. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That's so weird. Um, but a magic reference. So, of course, they're going to talk about NPH this entire season. Um, mm-hmm. Looked fairly tall. My wife said a weird owl vibe, which I guarantee you Robin will say that at some point because, of course, he will. Um, yeah. I, I've always thought that if Weird Al's going to do this show, he's going to either be like obscenely normal costume, like "Hi, I'm a you know a, a dog" or something. Yeah, I don't know, or something like like the most absurd thing ever. I don't know. I, I feel like Thingy this is Jake. Maybe I don't maybe. know. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's Weird Al. But again, we all we've seen is one sneak peek. So who knows? Yeah. And again, that's the thing with these others. We've not heard the singing voice yet. We've not seen the stage performance voice yet. So, yeah. True. Um, let's see. Serpent. Interesting costume. Uh, they said it was the biggest mouth and mass singer history, which I thought was funny because like 10 minutes later, they represent, they, they give us just a lips. large mouth with legs. <laughs> like, oh, it's got the biggest mouth. And, and then lips shows up and like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, that that didn't last. Um, <laughs> well, they said in, t- in Massinger history, and then they went ten minutes into the future. So at that point, but okay, okay, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. So I, 
Interesting costume. There, there was a, a number on a prescription bottle that was 31118, um, which we've, it's not a zip code, oddly enough, so it has to be a date, right? It's either a date or it's like some sort of cryptic, like, code. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it would be like C-A-A-A-H, which wouldn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> so they should be a crow then. Ha! Um, or, ooh, do they have a... R- black crows? Black crows or counting crows? Or counting crows? Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I'm going to say probably not. That'd be the weirdest clue. If you give a five-digit number and say it's on a prescription <laughs> bottle, is there like a black crows or counting crows song that's about like pills or something? Or do any of the members of either band have a history with that? Probably do. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, okay. As, I thought it was interesting. I saw someone on on Reddit say something about um, probably we didn't talk about this with the, with the giraffe. There was speculation that the giraffe would be uh, Jonathan Groff, who, of course, played King George in Hamilton, uh, also from Frozen and all sort of stuff. And that you could have a pair. Cause there always seems to be like a pair. Like there, there are two Pittsburgh Steelers from season one. And um, it's like, oh, well, it could be like Jonathan Groff. And then this one be Leslie Odom, Jr., which who knows at this point, I think we'll know as soon as he opens his mouth, whether it's Leslie Odom Jr. or not. Um, I don't know. The other thing, though, what do you think about the arms on this thing? Again, I think ambitious, ambitious costume design. And it's one of the things that each season, you know, you saw the first season, you're like, wow, these costumes are amazing. How are they going to do any better? And how are they going to do, do any better? And they're they're raising that bar a little bit with one or two of them every season. And I think bringing in yeah, we've seen people with, um, uh, you know, we saw the the Black Widow last year with Raven Simone, and they were there, but they just kind of bounced as she moved yeah. around. Now they're going to be a little bit more freeform, and you know, I think it's an interesting addition, and hopefully, it, hopefully, it's not something that becomes distracting like the Sun's Halo. Hopefully, it seems a little bit more organic, I, but I think this one will be a little bit more organic to that costume for that. I- I like the idea of using animatronics for a costume. I don't think that the serpent makes any sense because it's bad enough that you have an animal that has no arms and legs. You're already going to making a, making a human into a serpent, which we can all get behind, whatever. And hey, then, I grew up watching G.I. Joe as a kid, Serpentor, okay? Okay, well. <laughs> I, I feel like there were, there, were, there were costumes they could have done differently with the same mm-hmm. technology. Like, why is this not an octopus? Like, why, exactly. Why can't you do a dragonfly and make the... the the wings, you know, there's so many things you could do with this exact same backpack of, of arms, you know, without it being like, you know, Doc Ock with scales. You're right. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting. Seahorse. I really don't have a ton to say about this one other than pretty. Uh, but, yes. Um, yes. Gorgeous. Absolute gorgeous costume. But other than that, like there's nothing really that says anything about the costume or who's in it. So. Yeah, I'm going to need to see a clue package. Going to need to hear a voice. Female. Yep. Seems to carry themselves fine, but... Uh, and another huge headpiece. Yes. But uh, we'll see. Gremlin, probably male. Um, life can be chaotic, so always make time for play. Was a, was a pull quote from that. Uh, cute. Furry. Any other thoughts on Gremlin? Check the Gremlin manual and you'll see. I can thrive when the temperature is cool. Yep. A cool 56.5 um, degrees. 
but don't get them wet. Don't feed them after midnight. Uh, so is that your kid or my kid that's in this costume? <laughs> now, yeah, but you know something that could this could we see the first if they go far enough on? Could we see a costume change for that? Uh, interesting. I don't know. Yeah, what, but, what song uh, would you what song would you sing for that? Hmm. Think on it. We'll we'll talk about it next month or ne- yeah. next week. We'll, we'll, we'll talk whenever the gremlin comes out. We'll talk about that. Yeah, um, and I think we're going to talk about something else when the gremlin comes out too. But that's beside the point. Group C. We won't. We'll, we'll just kind of fly through this one. Squiggly monster. Uh, tall, tall thing. Uh, this yes. one might be my least favorite costume of the sixteen. It's just kind that's of. It, it's not really – I'd have to go – it doesn't stand out to me. It wasn't really memorable to me from thinking back to the costumes from that sneak peek show. I, you say squiggly monster, and I'm like, I don't even remember it. It wasn't that memorable. Striped arms, multicolored torso, uh, two real arms connected to two large fake arms below, and then two uh, forearms off the head. Top hat for some reason. Multicolored torso. Who was in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? Okay, That's okay, all I got okay. for you for now. All right, Sorry. thank you, sir. Man, you're, you're so great at this. I, yeah. Yeah, we don't know anything about this guy. He's weird. Who knows? Yeah. Um, broccoli. A little bit of a thingamajig vibe. Not nearly as tall, though. Mm-hmm. Um, moving from side dish to main course is interesting. As I've thought about that, group member to solo artist. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And uh, then they said, you've got on here, they said lean, mean, heart pumping machine. That's how I got my six pack. Hmm. Could this finally be Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> Who knows? Well, I mean, you know, very strong fitness background originally in um, New Kids on the Block, but went on to Marky Mark, you know, has gone on to uh, an acting career. But leading this actor be, with stuff, so nah, it's a stretch. I know. I, I'm, I I hear something like that's how I got my six pack, and I'm thinking like, okay, they've won six VMA awards or something. I just yeah, I, I feel like it's something along those lines more so than mm-hmm. I don't know. How many Super Bowls has Bill Belichick won? The costume had sleeves on. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so that's that's broccoli, mushroom. Um, I I really like this costume, honestly. Yes. Um, yes. There was, there was something in there. Clue. Let's see. Uh, if you want to know who's behind my mask, you need to figure out who's under my hats. America, you can guess and guess all day long, but figuring out who I will be is will be nothing but truffle. Uh, because we have to have a pun in there. Yes, and that was a good one. That was a good one. It's a, it's a good one. Um, mushrooms are resilient and thrive in all circumstances. This show is fertile ground to explore another side. This is a skinny person. But not Mm -hmm. like fairly tall, but not super, super tall. And then a lot of hats. I know you have a thought on this. Yes. Um, Early thought, just based on the frame of the person, some of their movements, um, the fact, you know, thrive in all circumstances, multifaceted career from... um, member of a group to a little bit of a solo career to a humorous acting to dramatic acting early impression for me. It, and again, the, the hats kind of the fashion aspect and it hats were a favorite fashion accessory of his 
early thought for me is Andre three thousand, Andre Benjamin from you know from Outcast. That's another one where we're going to hear his voice and go yes or no almost yeah. immediately. I feel like, yeah, um, and and more clues, more clues yeah. in the voice are needed. But it, it's just kind of it was one of those that that was just an early, a strong early impression for me. Yeah, um, there was no real like sequence or anything with the hats. They were just kind of random. There was like a greenish beret, but other than that, there was nothing that really um, cued in on who it was. There, there was, however, when they talked about the construction of the head, there is a riding helmet. Use, being used as the helmet. I'm like, okay, well, that's from the Hey Y'all uh, video. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see the mushroom. Jellyfish, likely female, looks shorter, uh, and she's wearing three-inch platform, platform shoes. Um, at least. I, at least. Well, I think they said three inches. Uh, okay. They may have been fudging on that a little bit, but uh, I may be cold-blooded, but I have a warm and flowing, glowing flow with H2O. Um that really doesn't say anything other than I am an aquatic animal for this uh, for this show. So, well, could that be thoughts on that just now? Could that be um, an Olympic reference for a female swimmer? Need to need to look back at some I, Wikipedia I, age for that. I'm going to I'm going to say not a swimmer. If it's going to be something aquatic and Olympic, then you're thinking of a diver, I think. But how many like how many recent ish female divers are big enough for the show? Because I don't think there have been any yeah. that have like really taken off in the U.S. like the last and, couple and, Olympics, and not in the female side of it either. Yeah, true. I don't know. It's interesting that they've—I mean—they've said we have an Olympic gold medalist, and it's a, it's an Olympic year, so you have to assume that it's either a a Winter Olympic medalist or it's someone who has been retired or is retired but still in good shape or whatever. Yeah. So and for a, for a brief moment there in the dragon clues, they were showing the awards, the weights, and stuff like that. I'm sorry, I do watch it sometimes. Olympic gold medalist with the weights and the trophies. Yeah, for a brief second, I did go Kurt Angle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but no, it. Well, but I, I quickly swapped out of that once I heard the voice, and yeah. yeah, when ultimately we do know it wasn't. But yeah, that's that's something that I think they keep throwing out. So you want to make that fit everywhere, you know, is when when you don't know when you know so little about them. True. Um, last one, lips. Female had a lower voice. Um, I think this is a uh, quote more seasoned celebrity. Um, mm-hmm. I, I own who I am. My voice can go high, but my dishes go deep. I, for some reason, because I'm a, I'm a foodie, I was thinking like, oh, so they're from Chicago. Um, or they're a reporter or something like that. I know you've got a note here if you want to talk about that. Yeah, could this be a talk show host who has done um, both cooking and talk shows? We've And her name has been tossed out uh, for guests before in prior seasons by the judges could it be somebody like uh rachel ray or maybe uh sunny anderson um you know this is just one of those early thoughts with so little information trying to think who could it be and yeah probably not gonna be anywhere near that in the end um does oprah have a chicago connection um are you being sarcastic or no, I'm legitimately trying to think because it's she, her, uh, her show. Her show was produced in Chicago. So, you know, if that if the dishes go deep is a reference to the Chicago style pizza of, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's you know, and it, I own who I am. Ooh, dude, if they pulled Oprah for this show, 
if they pulled freaking Oprah for this show and she's lips and she's like in a skin tight bodysuit, <laughs> like, how, like I'll be impressed with whoever's in charge of booking for this show that they got Oprah to be like, hey, you want to wear black spandex and then cover it up with the Rolling Stones logo? But, you know, something that we, we've talked, you know, in our past conversations, we've talked about people who would and wouldn't do the show and stuff like that. I honestly think Oprah is somebody who would do this show. I think it would have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I, I think if we start seeing Weight Watchers references, then maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to stay away That's, from that. But, yeah, you just took us there. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, it, depending on how, how long this person goes, like, uh, yeah. you could see that thrown in. If someone said... Here's what's going to happen is they're going to come out. They're going to perform. Ken's going to go. I know exactly who this is. This is the queen of talk. Did you stand up as you said that, sir? Did you stand this up is, as you said this that? This is Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to the mass Singer. Like that. What's going to happen is he's going to do that. and Everyone's going to go, Ken, you're crazy. And then like three weeks later, they're going to go, Ken, how did you know? And he's going to go, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dishes go deep. I, I just searched. There was a show on some channel on Style Network like 10 years ago called The Dish uh, that was hosted by Danielle Fischel, otherwise known as Topanga. Um, but that's uh, that's just a, a shot in the dark, so who knows. Um, Oprah yeah. actually sounds more convincing, oddly enough. So, uh, Best costume of the 16, you're, in your estimation? Um, it's hard for me to go best of the 16 because we haven't seen full performances of them. I need, you know, I need to wait and see until I, you know, I really want to see it fleshed out in a full performance on the I, stage. I need to see how practical it is really. I just, yes. I, on this show where celebrities dress up in, in, in Halloween costumes. Lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have, we have a walking pair, like you said, the walking Rolling Stones logo. <laughs> um, again, you know, going back to this week, my favorite costume, I think was dragon for this first week. I, um, I think he might've been my favorite overall, frankly. I think it was either mm-hmm. dragon or maybe mushroom. We're, we're both. I think yeah. popcorn is solid. I think popcorn's a, a well thought out costume. I, I like the colors. I like the, the personality. I like the sparkly. Like I aren't Oprah and Tina Turner friends. I feel like they could maybe convince each other to do the show or something. And then you put them in a face off round later on lips versus popcorn. I, Ooh, now you think the lips would win, but then the popcorn jams herself <laughs> like in the gum. Yeah, that that little kernel, that little husk of the kernel, right mm-hmm. up under the molar. Yeah, and then and then they pull off the like one of serpent's arms and use it as a toothpick or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think popcorn. No, they use they use Sun's Halo for that. Or Sun's Halo, it's sharp enough. Yeah, get rid of that thing. Yeah. I, I think costume might have been. My, or, uh, sorry, dragon might have been my favorite costume. Um, I like crocodile. I think it's a lot of pink. I wish they had a little, had a little more contrast in it. Yes, a little bit of a little yes. bit of a Pepto Bismol reptile situation yeah. going on. But anyway, uh, so yeah, next week is Group B. Uh, you you watch the preview for Group B for next week. A lot of drama yes. in that in that ad from Fox. Um, definitely a, a, a wardrobe malfunction, right? Like it's got to be what it is. Like they're not having a heart attack on stage. It's going to be some sort of like someone's head falls off. Yeah, sort sort of thing. Which, if they don't have, if, you know, with not having a live audience, this is the best year for that to happen because the True. panel would see, um, but I think they could, you know, swerve them back around enough to, okay, look, you guys really can't talk about this. <laughs> but again, in a show famous for red herrings. Yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah, it, hopefully it's not a heart attack. Hopefully it is just a head falling off. Um, or did, did the was Snake in Group B? I believe so. The backpack yes. fall. The backpack falls off. The arms become sentient, and we enter the Terminator. I feel like that would have hit the news with a hashtag. Oh, 2020, you're at it again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, this year. Like he's yeah. This year, we've we've needed this dumb show. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like speaking of dumb shows, I think this is the end of our dumb show for this week. Uh, any, any other thoughts on anything in general? Um, you know, again, it's a great show. Our family loves to watch it. Now, our youngest daughter really can't care. She just sees, ooh, bright lights, shiny stuff and gets excited. Um, but our older daughter is really into it. My wife and I, you know, it's, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to theorize. Um, grateful for doing this podcast, you know, to really make me try to dig into some of those things a little bit deeper. Um, well, and see, like we've, we've joked for at least a year now of like, because we'd be texting back and forth like, oh, this is definitely Brett Michaels or whatever. Yeah. And one of us invariably all, like always says like, let's just start a podcast. And um, so we did. It won't. This <laughs> podcast, folks, this podcast will not be the worst thing to happen in 2020. It may be bad, but it won't be that bad. Do you hear me knocking on wood right now? It might, I am as it, well. It might be. It might be. Who knows? <laughs> well, that wasn't the worst thing ever. Um, we ran a little long. We're, we're going to try not to go as long as an episode, but we we covered two episodes and then talked about ourselves for 10 minutes. So I feel like this is pretty good. Um, we're going to try to release these on, I think, Fridays. Um so just be on the lookout for those. And uh, I guess that's it. Michael, thank you. This has been fun. Bradley, thank you as well. And uh, yeah, so this is the Who Sung It podcast, unofficial mass Singer podcast. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Take care. Take care.